Hello, hello, welcome back to Baki Taki, the final season, final four episodes. Uh, this one is Tears Swelling, episode 11 of season five. Uh, this one was a lot of fun. Um, we're in the we're in the fun fight now, and to help us discuss it, we've got longtime guest of the show. It's Phil. Oh, glad to be back, and just in time to kind of wrap everything up. It's the exciting finale. We could ask for more. Yeah, it's funny. I was looking at the episodes you'd been on before, and I realized like if you had done the next one, you would have done the third episode we ever done, and the third last episode. But oh. Third and I start on that. Yeah, (laughs) always next podcast I'll do that. Um, So Phil, uh, I have a question that I've been asking everybody. Um, There's only a few episodes left of the show, and you're one of the few people Mm -hmm. who didn't have a chance to actually see how the show ends. What do you want to see in these final episodes? Well, I mean, obviously it's building to this fight between Yujiro Hanma and Baki, and like. Well, that's the climax. I think I really just want to find Baki find peace within himself, you know. I think obviously the fight is the real, you know, material end of this. And we'll get to it a little bit in this episode in terms, though, of, you know, what it actually means to be forever challenged by your father and have that as your goal. So it, it does of just attaining his goal that there's more to it than just that, you know. Yeah, it does seem in this episode that Baki's got a bit of a hole inside him that uh, needs to be filled. Um, exactly. And who knows if violence is the answer. <laughs> That's one of, I don't, there, there was a show I watched a while ago, and they, 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 they had this scene where like they were trying everything they could think of to solve a problem, and this one girl just picked the guy up and just started violently shaking him. And they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, I thought... I thought violence would be the answer. <laughs> I've always enjoyed that quote. It's like that scene out of like airplane where they're just like slapping the woman. <laughs> wait, let me. It's like we gotta knock some sense into her. It's like wait, let me try. <laughs> they fade back through the line. People have got like clubs and stuff. Oh my god, such a good movie. Um, all right, so let's let's jump into this episode. So this is the father son fight, the biggest, the greatest father son fight in history, um, and mm-hmm. of course we are midway through it. So why don't you set the scene for how it starts? Like, did you understand what was going on? A little bit. I mean, we do jump right into to Baki being a Triceratops in this episode, which is pretty pretty bizarro. This goes way way back. It's from T-Rex's greatest rival, Triceratops. And he's, uh, obviously, he's kind of like, it's interesting, right? Like, this obviously is the culmination of all the previous seasons, all these techniques and masteries he's learned and things like that. So this is obviously relating a little bit to some of that pickle business and the prehistoric stuff, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, he is the the Triceratops, ready to kind of take charge at Yujiro. Um Classically, the Triceratops known as the T-Rex's greatest enemy. <laughs> like, as any paleontologist could tell you. History's greatest um, rival. 26 feet tall, too. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure, but that's like over three stories. So it, I, I feel like they weren't that big. 
It's funny that you 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 say you weren't a hundred percent sure. That guy was a hundred percent sure that he was exactly twenty six feet tall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Everyone there was convinced they saw them. It's unbelievable. You could say that again. Whoa. Thing is huge. It's so tall. It's at least twenty six feet. Editor Steve here. So Phil's correct. Triceratops were twenty six to thirty feet long, not tall. Um, but at the same time, if Baki believed that Triceratops were this tall, like he just misread a Google article, and he is imagining that he is this tall Triceratops, really, like, what's stopping him? I, I just want to comment, like, in the in the first season, I feel like the crowd had a lot of great lines, and I haven't heard a lot of crowd lines, but this episode, every time the crowd spoke, it killed me. Like the guy in the crowd who's just saying that the dino the the imaginary dinosaur is 26 feet tall it's just it's so good yeah the narrator also had some like great lines too where it's like showed his horns it's like the weapons of mass destruction <laughs> and again i'm like i i do not think they fundamentally under, understand what a triceratops is this is what <laughs> like, this is this is what bush like was ate, looking for in iraq <laughs> yeah it like ate grass it was like very territorial but I, I don't think it was like ever charging some t-rexes in like some sort of turf war of dinosaurs you say that but like you know when, were you there were you there 190 million years ago with the cavemen that's true yeah i think i also i also made note of this too just really quickly when you brought up the the crowd yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I also just love that there are all these like super generic looking people. And then every now and then it would just so like Dopo or Rochi and he would just be like this insane looking man in a top hat. That's like head and shoulders above everyone else, but like nobody like he's just there in the crowd as well. Yeah, Dopo's just uh he's he's just like everyone in the crowd. Um it's it's so weird. I would have thought they'd put more people in watching, and they do they do add a few people as the fight goes on, like Pickles watching. But like yeah. they use Dopo for a lot of reaction shots in this episode. A, a lot. You little punk! I'm only eighteen years old, and you're already there, huh? And uh, I mean, you mentioned Pickle watching. He's watching from like a, a roof. Who knows where? They just say like raw primitive power and then it just like cuts to him on a random roof and it's like what how do you get there it just seems inconvenient honestly having to climb all the way up there and back all the time <laughs> so yeah so so baki is turned into a triceratops to the point where yujiro doesn't even see baki anymore it's just a triceratops yeah. Um, I personally loved the little montage of scenes of Yujiro as a child and as an adult constantly thinking about dinosaurs. <laughs> as a child, Yujiro had often thought of them. As he awakened to his body's strength, he often thought of them. In truth, even as a full-fledged adult, he often thought of them. This sounds like a meme edit where like, I took something out of context, but he is referring to dinosaurs for all of those and being like could i fight them i was like this guy is me for real for real like <laughs> i just love that i mean yeah he looks like he's enjoying this like a little too much too i mean like throughout the episode like his facial expressions never really make sense but especially when he's like confronting this dinosaur they're just next level like twisted yeah his face is very distinct in this like he ha he is wide-eyed 
like it's like a, a joyful excited happiness he has for a lot of this um because you know like he's he's always wanted something that can challenge him and i guess to know how strong a dinosaur is and his son his son running at him has answered both of these questions i was gonna say the face is reminiscent if you ever saw those games of like sweet tooth like a sweet tooth mask uh no a twisted metal black it's maybe it's oh yeah yeah okay the the clown face (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah it's like super bizarro grin and everything but yes go ahead about your the special name oh, i was just gonna say they call baki's special move the triceratops fist but it's just he he, he just runs up and tackles him like it doesn't seem yeah. like it's a punch in any way at least from what i can tell and so baki launched his attack one he'd never used before triceratops fist yeah it's 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 and he like pushes him quite hard like we're talking through vehicles well not through vehicles but he's pushing vehicles but it doesn't really seem to phase yujiro i guess he he accomplished his childhood dream of fighting a triceratops and came out generally on top yeah yeah he held on um i will say that the shot of baki pushing yujiro into a car and then pushing the car um I don't know why, but that was my favorite animation of the episode. Like, it felt like I was watching a clip out of the Flintstones with, like, his little legs moving this giant car and man. Um, it, like, maybe maybe it's just because I got so used to seeing the Triceratops and then seeing Baki uh, representing it. It just sort of se- seemed goofy, but I don't know. I, I love that shot. It's a good one. <laughs> Those sounds his legs make. <laughs> exactly oh man phil you're missing your calling you gotta you gotta move into the fully uh, uh world well so then after that we get a, a a beautiful shot of um all these different animal poses oh my god yeah i kind of i kind of have their name they're all just called something kens yeah i, I didn't write them all beach down. ken um... but you got... <laughs> sorry <laughs> Yeah, no, but I, 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 their names like Kyo Ken or Terra Ken, like st- stuff like that. Yeah. Yushu Ken imitates the bear's fighting style, right? Koke Ken is derived from the tiger's force. Toro Ken imitates the fighting style of the mantis. I'm just Ken and I'm enough. And I'm great at doing stuff. Um, and of course this means bear fist or tiger fist or praying mantis fist. Um, and Yujiro does, um, I, I loved this. Uh, he, he starts doing those type of things and then just sort of starts waving his hands around. Um, and Baki's like, what the hell is he trying to do? What kind of movements are those? What's he imitating? You idiot. These moves aren't anything. I'm just making them up. And it turns out he is doing the Yujiro fist, basically. Um, Yeah. I wrote it as the Yujiro Ken. (laughs) (laughs) But he literally is just like, I'm just, I'm just making this up. (laughs) It's like, oh man. 
it's 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 one of the weirdest most like bizarre like fighting manga circular logic things where he's like i am one of the strongest creatures therefore i will emulate my own fist <laughs> i i like it though like it makes me honestly it makes me think so uh when in my when i was playing D uh with christian uh i was a druid right and i was a wild shape mm-hmm. druid and what that means is I can turn into, like, a bear or an elephant or things like that. But the funny thing is, whatever I turn into was, like, 95% of the time just a shittier thing than whatever I was fighting. Because, like, obviously if I was stronger than it, then, like, you wouldn't need the rest of your party. Um, and that's that's yeah. sort of what I was thinking of with Baki. It's, like, it's really impressive for me to turn into a bear. But if I'm fighting, like, I don't know... <laughs> a guy who can throw a bear a hundred feet away um at the end of the day yeah you don't it's not like yujiro really needs to do anything to beat these creatures mm-hmm, that Baki mm-hmm. can become um that's true it's a, it's a great point like it'd be it'd be like if i was like gonna play basketball against lebron james and i transformed into like brian scalabrini like <laughs> it'd be it'd be cool but I don't think I'd I don't think I'd win. As you say, but in turning into himself, he unlocks some sort of weird ethereal energy and is able to shoot like I'm not quite sure what the heck it is. I have no but idea. All of a sudden these, <laughs> these energy blasts start coming from him. Yeah, that that's like a Godzilla move. Like I don't know why he well, was able well, to I, I thought it was just a stylistic thing, you know, until that guy says, that's the shape of the light we saw. Which also, what does that mean? Yeah. It felt like pure power. His roundhouse made a perfect arc through the air. But just like with the punch, an invisible force was let loose all around him. And then he sent it blasting outwards. It became visible as it gained physical form. They all start commenting on it. I mean, you say it reminds you of um, Godzilla. To me, it's like, it looks literally like Street Fighter. Like, <laughs> he's just like, he's literally Ken just shooting fucking energy or out Ken. of his hands. Yeah, Hado yeah. Ken. <laughs> it's nice. I'm just Ken. Yeah. <laughs> Like, exactly it, it makes it makes no sense like he flexes his shirt off that's fine that's baki a wave of energy comes out yeah. that's fine that's baki it's style um but like from what i'm from what i can tell what we're supposed to believe is that light shot out of his back and the light was in the shape of his back which i guess is how vision works but i don't think that's what they're that, i don't think that's what they're implying I mean, it's quite the effect, and it's felt by everybody. I mean, like at least we're not the, like the only ones that are super confused. Like it's very clear everybody's very confused by what the heck is going on. Well, that that's you can tell from one of the other great uh, line records. Like this, like this, I have so many crowd shots in my notes. Like, uh, first of all, this is the shape of the light we just saw. But then another guy before that said, "Now it's getting really weird." Now it's getting really weird. <laughs> <Which> I... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, that's how Yujiro reveals the strongest fist form, the Yujiro form, which he's quite proficient at. Uh, Baki says that <laughs> he's, he nails it. Um, yeah, it's the perfect roundhouse kick, <laughs> oh, yeah. which I mean, 
<laughs> I don't. I didn't realize like a roundhouse kick was necessarily like had to be super round, but apparently that is is a requisite, and he nailed it. So there you go. Yeah, geometric shapes very important. But the thing is, you know, Baki doesn't take this as like you know. I think like. Uh, I guess, I guess it makes sense that Baki's not too thrown off by this because it's like, oh, I'm fighting Yujiro. Oh, shit, he knows Yujiro form. <laughs> so Baki just, uh, he manages to get probably his his biggest win of the fight so far. And he uses his immense speed to almost knock Yujiro down. Um, mm-hmm. one, one thing I'll comment on that I really liked his move where he kicked his foot forward to stop himself from falling down. Uh-huh. Oh, that was so cool. He just is like, and his nose is like just touching it. It's like, how do you say that Baki's knocked him down, but also not actually knock him down? It's like it's like a writing problem. And then it's like, okay, this is how we'll do it. But yeah, what did, what did you think of that? Baki's little like uh, predictive technique. In, okay, this is another thing. And this is only, again, related to anime. But like as a reader of One Piece, even with the energy to it, it gives off like hot, like a lot of like One Piece, like hockey, like you know what I mean. We're definitely getting yeah. into this like almost territory of just anime stuff of like, oh, I have super like foresight, or like, oh, I have like this radiating energy. Like it, it's becoming very like outside the realms of just like fighting, fighting, and into <laughs> this kind of like, an- which is which is good. Like I like it, but it's definitely setting a tone yeah yeah it does it what, what, what's the term for it like observation hockey, hockey and, yeah exactly and there's like armament hockey which yeah. kind of just sounds like what Ujiro was doing but i mean it's a good strike i mean it's like the way it's edited is kind of cool because you don't even see it and then it's like a flashback but um Ujiro, of course being the master he is is able to do these wicked 180 splits to catch himself so but he is he is legitimately impressed by his son. And this is where we get to sort of I guess the emotional oh. core of the episode. Um Yujiro, at the at the end of the day, neither of these guys really hate each other. Um and so Yujiro wants to take a break in the middle of the fight to pat his son on the head. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baki like like I I it, I'm struggling on how to recap this scene. Like, like, what did you think about their relationship as you saw this unfurl? Well, I mean, it's it's so bizarre because, again, to your point, you just, like, you just just like, come here, I want to pat your head. Which, like, <laughs> in the context of everything that's happened in the entire series, you would go, no, I think, like, I'm okay, right? Like, I don't really want this. <laughs> because oh it's, like, God. an obvious trap. If you like, if you just said, not a, like, I'm going to pat... If you if you Joe said he was gonna pat my head, I'd assume I'm getting at least a concussion. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's not like he's like a clean, the cleanest or like most honorable of fighters either. Like, yeah. So that being the case, it's kind of like what? But then yeah, you really see this like real like trauma dumping by Baki. You just like cannot comprehend a father's love. So it's clear that that's been to your point like earlier in this app, like just a, a whole hole in his what? heart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's just really been missing that from his father. And, like, he really, two things. One, he experiences this feeling in his chest, but also the middle of his chest, so not really in his heart, um, which I thought was an interesting choice. But they described this feeling as, like, pain, but he didn't want it to end. Um, The feeling of (laughs) receiving praise from his father. I 
I have it in my notes. It's like the literal Grinch scene where it's like, it's like, and all of a sudden the Grinch's heart grew three sizes and like zooms in on his chest. Like all we were missing was the fake, the fake uh, like x-ray. Yeah. Otherwise it would have been like almost identical. <laughs> oh my God. I saw, I saw a TikTok today about that scene and it was somebody interviewing the Grinch and they were like, so it says, you said your heart grew three sizes that day. What did that feel like? The Grinch is like, I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> Perry, yes, yeah. My left arm went numb. <laughs> It'd be a real interesting end to the Grinch. Um, but yeah, so you then do... after his heart hurts, yeah. So after his heart hurts, we then get these shots of Baki with his tears, just like he's not even crying. The tears are just like flowing out of his face. In that moment, he no longer cared. He didn't care if it was a trap or a trick. It was worth the risk to be touched by the palm of that hand. Yeah. Well, it's it's emotional. He finally his his father for the first time ever is proud of him. The world's strongest high schooler and his dad was never proud of him. Um it kind of reminds me of if you ever remember that like YouTube clip that went viral a few years ago of that like football player during the national anthem. <laughs> it's just like like they're just I, like he's crying but there's there's just tears just like flowing out of his face and it's like tear duck is like super overactive yeah <laughs> oh my god but um so baki is able to he, he has enough self-control or self-respect to not go for the head pat um but then yujiro as you know this, this this is what i love about this show is they've this season has a lot of talks about what strength is um, and so Yujiro, as we've discussed, is the world's only brute strength pro. Um, he can do whatever he wants. He can even, he, he can make his son take praise from him. So uh, Yujiro grabs him, puts him in like an arm lock, and then starts patting his head. While Baki, um, I, I love the voice actor for Baki in this episode. Also, like like his lines where he's mm-hmm. going like, "Please, no, no, stop it." <laughs> now then. You want to know what real strength is? It's this. Uh-huh. I just wanted to pat you on the head, but you didn't want me to pat you on the head. What? What? So you know what happens now. Uh-huh. I'm gonna pat you on the damn head. Uh-huh. Stop it! No! No! Please! Please! Stop! 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 <laughs> he definitely got put in this place like pretty, pretty handily by Yujiro, which. Again, just kind of like totally emasculates Baki in a way, which is just, ugh. yeah. I mean, and it ends with maybe one of the the more bizarro scenes. Oh my god! Baki. The show that is particularly bizarre. Where I don't know after, what that like, was supposed crushing to be. Crushing him, Yujiro Hanma just like dips his finger in Baki's blood and just starts like licking it. Not even licking. He like sucks his finger. Like yeah. If if yeah. it, it would it's be, like a lollipop. It would be one of the weirder scenes if he licked the blood. But it's so weird that he like coats his finger with it and then just like a like a popsicle, and his his huge finger. Oh my god! It was it was weird. It, and honestly, the it's funny because I I I wanted to comment on another weird part of this. This whole this whole like mini arc right now is Baki and his dad beating the lights out of each other in public. Right. And then Mm -hmm. this is the first, this scene is literally 
Yujiro, at the end of the day, he is patting Baki on the head to start, right? Um, and it's at this point that the people in the audience say, what a monster bullying his own son. <laughs> and what a sadistic son of a bitch. <laughs> this fight started with Yujiro jumping out of a 30-story building and landing on his son. Like... <laughs> I get I, I'm not I'm not trying to say this isn't like weird, but like it's it's not the weirdest thing that's happened so far. The the blood thing is though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's just I you kind of forget sometimes like there's just like a random crowd of people watching this. It makes you kind of wonder like what they're doing as they're watching it, because like a lot happens and just they're just standing there, I guess. I think they're watching it. I don't know. It's a, it's a fight to the it's it's the greatest father son fight of all time. Like I don't think I need to multitask. What, what, what would you be doing at the fight, Phil? Like I like I like some online poker on your phone, like <laughs> Pokemon going it up, like trying to catch, see if I can catch a uh, little guy there or something. I don't know. There's a raid right where Yujiro's standing. Will they? Can they move? Yeah, there you go. That'd be pretty good. All right. I was gonna say, and then the narr- so then the narrator starts going on this spiel that I had like such a hard time following. I don't know if you followed it at all, but which is the, the is this summary the thing of that it? He starts where saying you are a loser. Is it that speech? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you are a loser. That was the unspoken accusation behind his father's words. But the final message, and I just wrote this down, is like his message was clearly conveyed as pain. Like that's a that's a good line right there. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone everyone's on their A game this episode. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So Baki gets thrown around. Uh, he is a loser. Um, <laughs> voice of God uh, says so. Uh, but before uh, Yujiro can finish the fight with a, a punch or a stomp, Pickle shows up, and this is. You know, if, if my favorite animation is Baki pushing the car with his little Flintstone legs, my favorite shot is probably Pickle appearing behind Yujiro. He has, he's lost all of his menace. He looks like a eight foot tall Barney. Like he's just like, <laughs> Yujiro is just like, like, he does look like a, a child. Like he looks like a child, yeah. but in like a, a, a massive body. Yeah. And it's so big. Like, I forget how small Yujiro is. Like, I don't, like I feel like he's probably like 5'10 or something. He's under two. He's like, they, they, I think he's like 200 pounds or something. I don't know. <laughs> Makes me wonder how tall. Well, didn't they say, didn't they say Pickle's like eight feet though? Isn't it something stupid? It's stupid in the other direction. Pickle's 6'6. Six, six. Like, Pickle's like a, oh. an inch or so, thought... two inches taller than me. <laughs> I thought they said he was really big for some reason, but I guess not. Well, I think... Anyway. I've I've talked about this before. I think they're just wrong. Like, he fought a guy that we know is, like, seven feet tall, and he was the same height as that guy. But they keep calling him six... I don't know. They also said that he was 140 million years old, and I know he's 190 million years old. So, like, I think the translators just sort of make stuff up half the time. Um, (laughs) There's there's no proof. There's no... um... Oh, what is it called? Script supervisor for Baki. No. <laughs> Script supervisor's at the gym, like, working out. 
Um, but Pickle shows up. Everybody reacts. I wrote down Pickle because I remember Baki said it and I laughed because he was like, Pickle. What's he doing here? That's that caveman guy. P- Pickle. Well, well, this is a night to remember. Pickle. So soft and gentle until Baki immediately punches Pickle's tooth out um, and yells, mm-hmm. stay the fuck out of it. This is none of your business, asshole. So stay the fuck out of it. Hey, Editor Steve, sorry, Baki. I forgot to tell you, we, we don't allow people to swear on this podcast. Yeah, a lot of people make that mistake. My bad. Sorry about that. Now, of course, Pickle doesn't speak English, uh, but, you know. He, under, he understands. Well, what, what does he understand, yeah. Phil? We learn a bit about ancient uh, ancient dinosaur times. Well, we learn about a fundamental law of nature, of course, <laughs> which is that butting in isn't allowed. <laughs> and to convey that message, they just show two lions biting, and then one lion just kind of awkwardly off to the side watching. It's, it's also like... In my opinion, I think butting in is, like, a huge part of nature. Like, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's like the alpha male gets in- injured in a fight, and then another male is just kind of come and butt in and, like, finish the job. Like, that's how that's how nature works. Yeah. Or what if those two lions catched a prey, and then a hyena came over. Like, the hyena's not going to be like, oh, yeah. don't let me butt in. Just finish, finish your the dinner. Idea, the idea, too, that it's a fundamental law is if something in our human, like, animalistic nature is, like, sees people fighting they're like it's it's more like the bystander effect if anything it's like oh better not interfere with this <laughs> someone else will deal with it oh my god imagine imagine pickle and like the what is it kitty genovese he's just like <laughs> he's in his, just he's standing in his around like a giant <laughs> giant idiot he's in his apartment <laughs> and he, he doesn't know how to pick up a phone he's just like huh? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So, uh, Pickle... Oh, oh, sorry, you go, you go. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say... Man, you think... We we, we have this fundamental law not butting in, but we're just terrible at it this episode. (laughs) This episode, once I cut out all of the you-goes, is gonna be, like, five minutes less. (laughs) So Pickle ends up uh, just sort of sitting down in the corner, I guess, to watch. Imagine if you were watching and Pickle sat beside you, like... Do you awkwardly walk away or do you just try and act like it's all cool? Like, I don't know. Pickle Pickle eats people. So I, I just I just yeah. don't trust him. He's also just he does this like weird like he's just kind of he looks like again like a child. Like he's just kind of sitting weirdly like cross-legged, like all huddled up like it's very strange. Yeah. Also just like imagine that. Like imagine you're at the Super Bowl and then Bigfoot shows up. And then, like, he, they just tell him to sit on the sideline. Cause, and you're just like, ah, that's really interesting. But I sort of have to watch, you know, I paid tickets to go see the main event. It's true. Like, in theory, this is, like, maybe one of the greatest, like, <laughs> like happenings in all of, like, human history. This, like, literal caveman from before our time is, like, unthought. And he's just there, like, watching this fight, just kind of, like, vibing. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Just like I hope he doesn't uh, kill me. Um, so that that moves moves us into another part of the fight. Baki tries to do the old uh, move too fast prediction thing on Yujiro, uh, and then Yujiro says, 
oh my god it's like you know if fighter a can predict fighters b move but fighter b can predict the fighter a is going to predict it but then fighter a can predict b um i don't know how many layers that baki and yujiro went through um to be honest at a certain point i think it's basically yeah. a coin flip uh but yeah i wrote it as like you know fighter a has a move and then it's funny too because he's using his hands to just get like a little higher each time <laughs> He's like, I, fighter A will intercept fighter B's move, but in anticipation, fighter B will intercept fighter A's move. I think I think that's one of the things I, I really enjoy with this arc, is that, like, Yujiro's been with us the entire show, and I feel like we have only seen a very narrow sliver of his character. And, like, it's, it's not like this fight, fle- fight fleshes him out too much, but I, I feel like... Yujiro has always been like a very thought out character that the author like I, I think it's uh, the Itagaki's favorite character or one of his and so like whenever he's in a scene like he feels like I don't know he feels like a, a fleshed out character he's interacting he's more lively I, I guess to rephrase he feels like a deeper character than the amount of screen time he gets which is, is something I enjoy it's watching. it's it's true because he's also been like kind of like the antagonist like the whole time and to your point like it's not like he's just there a lot like it's not like he's ever mm-hmm. he's like the aspirational endgame antagonist that's been kind of the through thread throughout the entire series Yujiro's my aspirational goal hey editor Steve here so uh, this isn't a recommendation for the week but I was watching Pluto on Netflix um, and I'll turn it into a recommendation it's not bad um, but I was watching the English dub and I realized that there was a character on there played by the guy who does Yujiro, because I was like, I know that voice. Um, There's also a guy named Yujiro in Pluto, which was very odd. Anyway, long story short, I went on IMDb to confirm. Did, did anybody know that Yujiro and the narrator are the same guy? I It's Kirk Thornton. I, I, I knew he was the narrator. I didn't know he was uh, Yujiro. Anyway, just dropping that in. Wild. So I think that that takes us more or less to the end of the episode. I think they they say they're going to basically do like an old west draw and punch each other. Um. Yeah, Baki realizes he's like, okay, well you're clearly like stronger than me, so I can never just win you straight up. So we're just gonna have to do an old timey duel <laughs> with hands and pockets. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, is hand pocket coming back? I forgot. It's been a while since I watched that yeah. episode. That's good. It, it is. Oh, so good. Well, that's what it does. It just shows Baki and his hands are in his pockets. And you're like, what? And it just keeps like zooming in on his crotch. I might. <laughs> and I think the emphasis is supposed to be that his hands are in his pockets, but all it's showing is just his pants. <laughs> oh, I've read that, didn't no, I? I'm kidding. I, th- I might have poured myself a glass of water during the last uh, 20 seconds of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's not much, but it, it's a, it definitely is setting up for a big finale. Yeah, and then, well, I guess the only other thing that happens, and I don't, this has probably been commented on by other other viewers. Yep. But the credits roll, and it's just like boom, ass shot, <laughs> big stone ass. I think I think I think somebody yeah. described it as like a statue <laughs> throwing it back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's quite the just like vision right when the credits roll. Yeah, that's one of the weirdest aspects of this of this that like like this. I really loved the final arc um, of Baki Hanma with, uh, you know, him fighting his dad. And I think it incorporates a lot of stuff. Like, like in the, even in this episode, we have a lot of callbacks to, you know, like Pickle and the uh, dinosaur stuff. 
Um, but one weird thread that they bring in is the idea that this fight was prophesized by the ancient Egyptians. And that's what those statues are, um, like carvings of this oh. moment in time. All right, Phil. Uh, so that is the end of the episode. My big question for you, you've been around since the beginning. You've seen, you've been on about four episodes. Do you think that Baki has gotten better over time? Like the show or like him as a fighter? Well, obviously he's gotten stronger. Um, you know. Okay. Yeah. The show has the show gotten better. I think maybe not like specifically. I do think that like, they really just throw you into it in season one. And it's a lot of like, what is going on? But you at least have like, a bit more recognition of characters and things like that by the end. So there's a bit more like follow through of like, Oh, like I recognize some of these characters and it makes sense. Yeah. It's funny. Um, Other than that though, like the end of everything seems very similar. Like, I don't know if they've ever made like, to be honest, if anything, they seem to have gone down a little bit on some of the ridiculous fighting animations that would just like come up every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Kind of enjoyed those. It's funny. It's funny though. I feel like the plot has gotten. I don't know. I I think back to your first episode, the one where Baki's just at his school gym doing exercises, and I'm like, sure. I'm glad. I'm glad we've moved past. <laughs> like from like a, a a story perspective and things like that. Like I think it's gotten better just in the sense that it becomes like a bit more like streamlined and grounded in as much as a show like Baki could be grounded. But, like, the show, like, qu- like individual elements of the show, like, feel almost exactly the same. <laughs> like, it uh, feels also like there's less, cut, like, weird cutaways, too. Like, they're just, like, more in the episodes than before. They used to just like, go on these ridiculous tangents for, like, a while. <laughs> yeah, we don't get as many tangents lately. But, uh, but, you know, pros and cons. All right, Phil. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add about Baki in general? Well, I mean, I just want to, like, congratulations. It's been a long four seasons, but uh, we're here. We're at the end. We made it, and it's uh, happy to have been a part of it, through, to your point, from the third beginning to the fourth end. <laughs> it's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, well, th- thank you for coming on so often. And I got to say, your mic has is, is improved in quality since the first episode. I, I, I wonder if it's the mic itself or that my computer isn't about to take off <laughs> uh, from a runway. <laughs> <laughs> just drowning everything out Pro- probably a bit of both all right well that's all the baki we've got to talkie. i'll see you all next week Remember when I used to do these recommendations and tie them into Baki? I'm bringing that back this week. Um, I just watched this show, and I liked it a surprising amount. Um, it's called SSSS Dyna Xenon, which is, of course, a sequel to SSSS Gridman. I watched SSS Gridman when it came out ages ago. I watched almost no anime, but for some reason I decided to watch that one. Um, and I remember liking it. I'm not recommending Gridman just because it's been a while since I've watched it. 
Um, I think it's still good. And to be honest, you probably need to watch it first to really get Dino Xenon. But um, <laughs> the thing that I wanted to tie into Baki is I've realized that when I like anime, um, a lot of the time it's because I don't know what's going on. Like in Baki, you get dropped into it. You don't know what's going to happen next. It's like, oh, Retsu's here? Who's Retsu? Oh, he's going to fight. Okay. And Jack Hanma is here and he's just, oh, he drugged Retsu and he's dragged him away. And then like, you know, Retsu's carrying a guy across a river. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Dino Xenon sort of like that. Um, it's very like, uh, I feel like I'm being reductive by saying it's Power Rangers-esque. Because um, from my understanding, this is, uh, anime reboot of a real property the gridman universe that had its own thing different from super sentai or whatever uh but basically giant robot protects the city from kaiju um but the way these characters react is just so weird like nobody really cares about the kaiju like like they become basically power rangers and the guy's like i gotta i have a i have a job i gotta go to but also he's like a high school he's going to like he's putting boxes up at the grocery store and like i don't know the characters are so consistent so odd um the world is consistent but also doesn't make sense like that's that's the 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 magic spot for me is where i don't know what's going on but i can understand the character's motivations and that's what this show is and it's just fun uh any any trigger show i find is the animators are having fun and like there's several moments in this show that are just so like out of context they they're just like they don't (laughs) you can just watch like a five second moment of it and just be like that's good i don't need to know the rest of the show um so I, i i give this a recommendation maybe watch sssss gridman first but to be honest you can probably skip it either way um they're both probably good there's a movie i gotta watch that soon uh once it's available on crunchyroll or something uh but yeah that's that's my recommendation of the week uh all right time to watch the bills see ya (laughs)